Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, church family. This is the final Sunday in our Enter In Sermon Series. And this week, we'll be talking about entering into God's joy. As we prepare to do so, please go with me to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, I pray that you would speak through me and perhaps even in spite of me. And so let the humble words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I love the way that Paul puts it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That as Christians, we've been baptized by the same Spirit into one body. The body of Christ is like a human body. It's got many members, but they all work together. And this body learns to value the other members. The hand learns to value the foot, which learns to value the eye, because they all work together. Another image we might use is a musical image. Now think about a symphony or a band. I used to be a classical saxophone player at middle school, high school, college, and I love being part of wind ensembles. Now, as an individual instrumentalist, I could do solo work and make beautiful music. But the purpose of an ensemble is to play together. The music that each individual is made is, is valued, but they become more, even more than the sum of their parts. It's a beautiful thing when we come together as individual members with individual gifts and become something that's more than we are as individuals, part of a body. When I think about all these body images we use in the life of the church, or even the image I used of, of the musical ensemble, really what these are meant to talk about is what it means to be a family together, part of the family of God together, and how we can joyfully be part of the family of God together. Remember a couple weeks back when we talked about Matthew chapter 25. And in that chapter, the master says to the servants who've done well, come enter into my joy. Other translations say, come celebrate with me. Now what I like to imagine there is uh, the master at a front door inviting people in to an amazing party, amazing banquet. And it's not just inviting them in as guests. Guests who will come and go, guests who will be connected but loosely affiliated. When we think about God, God calls us to be part of God's family. And there's a joy of being part of that family because God is at work among us. I hope that when you think about your family, biological family, adoptive family, the people that you think of as family, I hope that you think on them 
with a sense of joy and that you can share joyful memories. Sadly, I know that it is the case that for some of us, when we think about our families, those people who are around us, we don't have uh, a tremendous number of joyful um, memories. But as we enter into the family of God, this family can be a restorative family, uh, a, a renewing family. Now, it doesn't mean that this Christian family is perfect. Far from it. No, we're all people who come with our different kinds of, of brokenness. But again, God's Spirit is at work among us, healing us and restoring us, helping us know what it means to be family together. This is a place where we come to work on it and work at it. And my hope is that what we experience here as a family of God together will help us to enter into those broken places of family and in in other areas of our lives and that there can be healing and that there can be restoration there as well. God says, come, enter into my joy. Come celebrate with me. Come be a part of my family. Now, sometimes during a generosity season, someone will ask, well, pastor, okay, um, I, I get that giving to the church is good, and I, I kind of want to do that. But there are also other organizations that are, that are doing good in the world. I like the work that I see there. And, and what if I support those more than I support uh, the church? This is a question that, that comes up. And sometimes folks will ask, well, why support ministries of the church at all? I say, well, I hope that the church is, is different than um, a great nonprofit. It's not that great nonprofits aren't good and don't do a tremendous good in the world. And it's not that we shouldn't support those. We absolutely should support the good that is being done in the world that, that I believe God is prompting. I encourage us to think about our life in the church differently. I don't support my family because of what my family does for me. I support my family because they're my family. And I'm committed to them, committed to these uh, relationships. I encourage us to think about our church family in this way. We support the life of the church because it is our family. This is a place where we're nurtured together, where we grow together, where we learn to be more like Christ together. And then we enter into the world when we leave this house and we seek to be the kinds of Christians that we've learned to be in this family context. And so it's not, uh, should you support this or that? This is not an either or equation for me. It's, it's a both and. Uh, God calling us to uh, support 
and enliven the life of our family and God calling us to move out into the world to be about God's good works there as well. Not long ago, I was in an Uber. I was coming back from the airport and, and talking to uh, the Uber driver, a fellow who was uh, born in another country and now lives here uh, with his family. And so we were talking about family. Uh, they have three sons like we have. And, and at a certain point in the conversation, he started talking about the, the character of family life. He said something that was really interesting. He said, you know, in our culture, we work for family and we fight for family. We do things out in the world and the first place that we come back to uh, to support is the family context and everything else flows from there. We understand how we should do everything else we do related to how we do family life together. I thought this was fascinating. And it struck me as a very Christian thing. You know, Jesus called disciples. He called disciples to, to journey with him. And these disciples became a community together. They became a kind of family together or, or friends who are like family. We talk about that sometimes. We say words like families, friends who are like family. They became friends who are like family and friends who are part of, of the body of Christ together. Uh, Jesus uh, could have said, well, I'm going to start a, a food pantry or a, a hospital. That's going to be my first order uh, agenda. And Jesus fed and Jesus healed. Absolutely. The first thing that Jesus did was called a family together. And these families, this family became disciples. Uh, they grew into the likeness of Christ together so that they could come together and then when they moved out, they would move out to be a part of the ministry or the witness of this family. So we talk here every week about coming to worship, gathering as a family together, and then departing to serve, remembering that wherever we are, that's where the ministry of the church happens. Wherever we are, that's where the ministry of our family happens. Our family life, the dynamics of our family life and how we grow into the likeness of Christ together, how we grow in, in Christian perfection together, that is the perfect love of God and the perfect love of neighbor. These things characterize our lives more and more as we grow together, as we serve God in the world. I love that image from the Uber driver. Uh, family, families, everything. We, we work for family, we fight for family, and we allow the life of the family to characterize our life in the world. 
I've got to tell you all that I love our church. I love coming in here and looking around. It's absolutely beautiful. But it's not just beautiful because of the architecture or the way that the light flows in here. This place is beautiful. It's, it's beautiful because of you. It's beautiful because of the people that I've known here. I was thinking about a line from one of my favorite novels, Jaber Crow by Wendell Berry, where Jaber is at the back, back of the sanctuary and uh, he's just helped to clean up and he's uh, kind of uh, half asleep, half awake. And he imagines all the people that he's ever known there and all the people who've ever been there. And he says in the midst of that reflection that I love them all with a love that was mine simply because it included me. I love that. I love them all with a love that was mine simply because it included me. That's why I love our church. I think about all the things that have happened here and all the ways that I've journeyed with people here. I think about the laughter. I think about the tears. I think about the weddings, I think about the divorces, I think about the births, I think about the deaths, I think about the ways that we have prayed together, the ways that we have dreamed together, the ways that we have worked together. I think about the, the Bible studies and uh, youth group gatherings and and uh, children's ministry gatherings and youth choir gatherings and children's choir gatherings. I think about all these things, all the ways that we've come together and grown in Christ. I think about Wesley being here worshiping together uh, and having meals together. I think about uh, children from the service learning center musical empowerment. Think about those who've come in here as part of ESL and never felt that they could come into a church or felt close to a church, been moved simply because this was a good place to come and learn and that uh, these students were treated well here. I think about all these things, all these gifts of this community. And I absolutely love it, not just because the space is beautiful, because the people are beautiful and what we've journeyed together, that has been beautiful. We call this Commitment Sunday, and we talk about uh, committing ourselves to the ministry of the church across this next year, and we talk about that being part of our uh, discipleship journey together, and it absolutely is. But I hope that this Commitment Sunday is not just about some financial commitment. I hope it's really about committing to this family of God. When I think about my commitments to the family of God, sometimes um, I've become a part of a, a faith community because I've been invited in by a peer or by a Sunday school teacher or by a pastor. And I've committed because of those invitations. But I've also grown in my Christian life by 
proactively uh, committing. Saying that if, you know, if I want to be more a part of this community, if I want to be a more committed family member here, uh, I'm going to take some steps. Uh, I'm going to find ways to become more involved and more invested in the lives of people around me. And that has also been a blessing. It's a, it's a blessing when people call you into something, but it's also a blessing in a, in a transformative process when we say, you know what, I just, I feel on the edges of family life and I want to enter more deeply into this family life because I'm looking in and I, and I see the joy. I see the, the ways folks journey together and ways people love uh, one another and ways people serve together. I see all of these things and I see the good that comes from it. And I want to enter more deeply into that joy. So I hope that you will, you will think about committing deeply to being a part of this family. And as I said, we're not perfect. No church is, is perfect. We don't pretend to be. What we do say is that we seek to move toward what Wesleyans call, what Methodists call, Christian perfection, which is the perfect love of God and neighbor. We try to move into that more perfect way of loving together. And we hope that as we do so, that God would help us to be the kinds of Christians that we know that we are called to be together. But that's all happens through this commitment to the family of God. So I hope you'll consider making a commitment today. But not just today. Um, and I hope that we don't wait to make more commitments until, you know, a year from now when we, we enter into another generosity series. I hope that every time you come together and we gather together as a church, you will think about uh, committing more deeply to being a part of this family. I hope you'll think about it every day, what it means to live out uh, this commitment and, and how the, the witness of this family and the, the ministry of this family of faith is, is lived out wherever you are. I hope you'll think about, I challenge you to think about uh, how these commitments both form you and how these commitments move you into the world uh, to be the person that God has called you to be. I'm thankful for this time of commitment, and I am thankful for you and thankful for the things that God is doing and will continue to do among us as we are a people who love with a love that is ours simply because we were included in it. In Christ's holy name, amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you, and we hope to see you soon.